From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write music for video games. I'm Emily Reese. In March, just a month ago, I went to a conference in San Francisco called the Game Developers Conference, or GDC. While I was there, I had the opportunity to sit down with Brian Trifon and Brian White. They call themselves Finishing Move. They're a composing team who wrote the music for Massive Chalice, a new game from indie studio Double Fine. How did you two meet and start writing music together? First, I mean, we were friends and we were familiar with each other's work. And basically, we'd been hiring each other for a lot of different projects to sort of help out with each other. And then uh, two years ago, we decided, okay, you know what? We have very complementary skills. We should team up and form a company. We had met uh, a long time ago. He actually, when Brian Trifon moved back from Los Angeles uh, up here to the Bay, he was uh, working on his artist album and uh, had just finished that. I was running a... uh, a pro audio school where we taught pro tools and did avid certification and stuff like that. And he was broke and he needed a job. I just yes. lost one of our instructors and we were kind of like, oh man, I need to find someone. So I reached out to him like, hey, can you, do you know how to use pro tools? And I like, was like, no. And it's <laughs> like, great, you're hired. Yeah. So, so I learned it real quick and, and uh, started, that's, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's how we started professionally working. And then it just took off from there. Tell me about the new game you just scored, Massive Chalice. What's it about? What's the game like? Describe it, if you would. Essentially, it's a a turn-based sort of tactical strategy game. So Final Fantasy Tactics or uh, um, is it XCOM? Yeah, sort of of similar style. style And um, the sort of interesting hook about this is it takes place over like a 300-year time period. And so the idea is that any of your characters or, or heroes, uh, no one's going to live long enough to fight off the enemy, which is called the cadence. And so it kind of just creeps in and, and, and infiltrates your different keeps and areas. And so what you have to do is in order to win the game or defeat the cadence is you're going to have to strategize and you know breed your heroes over time so that you have another generation of heroes to fight over this to last over 300 years huge timeline and so you have to kind of you know some people will be fighters but some people you'll retire and you know you're going to marry them off and some people will yeah it's uh, like a lot of it's about like breeding bloodlines and and families and things like that so and like life and death and so it's a real it's like pretty cool subjects for you know for a game to to it's very ambitious Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely Double Fine, which is uh, the, the the developer of the game, they didn't want a traditional fantasy score, so we wanted to, something that would be not stuck in a certain time period because it takes place over 300 years. It's also in you know a fictional 
universe. Um, and so we didn't want it to be like, okay, Baroque music or, or something like that. So we tried to go for something that was uh, a combination of different time periods and different cultural aspects, but really something that, that strikes like the human aspect, that's, that, that strikes the emotional quality, because there's a lot of like life and death and birth in the game. Um, and to bring out that like human emotional quality and a timelessness, I think that was you know what we focused on. approaches to that uh, just so you know there's no there was no sort of orcs or goblins or it's, it's it's all people in the game and so that's why we again we sort of wanted to stay away from sort of the the lord of the ring tropes and things like that and because it's an indie game we also didn't have sort of huge orchestral budgets and it's not even something that we really specialize in we're more single instruments and soloists and and electronic elements and so uh, we definitely wanted to bring in sort of our signature uh, electronic elements but we also want to have a lot of human components so we recorded lots of guitars we, we recorded mandolin yeah. charango uh, viola we did uh, cello and and sort of uh, we have a bunch of custom kits that we've made of different instruments like uh, we've sampled uh, he has a piano at his studio that's yeah. it's not like a Steinway or anything but it's very unique sounding and uh, so that's one of the things we like to do is, is try to find unique instruments to sample that are our own uh, and that we can record, and it's not going to sound like anything else. But, you know, stylistically, just, just like as an overview, I mean, I'd describe it's kind of like there's like a post-rock element, you yeah. know? And then there's kind of like, uh, there's a little bit of a world thing, but not in, you can walk that fine line between like a sort of cheesy world fusion, which we definitely tried to avoid, and just like a different ethnic instruments, post-rock, cinematic sort of vibe to it. Yeah, because I mean, there's like, I guess in a way, there's no traditional ethnicities in, in the yeah. game. I mean, it's a fantasy world, but you have different classes of heroes. So there's like these, you know, the Caberjack, he's a, he's a specific type of person and you can breed him with another, you know, Caberjack woman and you're going to have Caberjack kids. And But you right. can actually do sort you of can do hybrid, breeds hybrid of, classes. Between the classes and, of So characters. there is, in, in, in that world, there are sort of, ethnicities within these classes and so we wanted to kind of like you know not specifically go to one any world or any part of the world but kind of add some flavor uh, with different instruments
more so than any project we've ever worked on, we had a lot of freedom. And, and particularly Brad Muir, who's the designer of the game, you know, he just sort of was like, I want to avoid Lord of the Rings, but other than that, you know, they were just pretty open to hear what we had had to do, and it was great. Like the the whole team there, and, and Brian Min, the audio director, was so helpful, just in terms of encouraging us to take risks. Like that's what they really wanted us to do, and because um, it's hard sometimes when you are working on a, a game that's of a certain genre, not to feel just pressure by the genre itself to fall into that. I'd almost say that it, if this is possible, we almost had too much freedom yeah. in terms of as composers, you're trying to have a creative voice yourself, but at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm not like putting myself into revision hell by going way too far. You know, you, you want some sort of like semblance of a, a reference or, or an emotion they're trying to express. And like, you know, even when they say, oh, yeah, 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 you do exactly, we want you to just do whatever you want. And, you know, it's like, it's, you know, once bit twice shy you kind of be like oh yeah. I've heard that for that trap before, before yeah. you know and you're like yeah, what really what do you want you know am I gonna go do 20 minutes of music and then you're gonna be like what are you guys doing but right. it actually in this case I mean we when we originally had our meetings it was like yeah like do we like what you guys do like go do some really cool stuff and so we're just kind of like oh. uh, okay okay yeah. and so yeah. we actually yeah we, I mean we did our own sort of style guide and a lot of times we'll sort of throw stuff up to gameplay just tracks that, that we think you know hey is this this is going to work against that and kind of create our own references to kind of work from and do what a, a music editor like do a spotting session essentially with stuff that just to see like how does this play against it of and like so our own yeah style guide and inspiration and then start working based on that it was kind of like yeah. we did like we took on that sort of role that normally would be handed down to the composer where they're like okay here's some things that we've we were liking like, and we like that we reference yeah. so we're kind of like okay well we don't have that like let's do a little of that legwork before we just like dive writing, into writing yeah. and uh it's actually something that works works out really really well and, and we continue to do that So what would you say your individual strengths are? For me, it's definitely the, the detail work and like unique you know, musical sound design. I, I have a knack for melody, but I'm really good at, at details and sort of unique sounds, but I'm not as great with like form and structure and things. And so I'm really good kind of coming up with frameworks and sort of initial ideas and putting 
pieces together, you know, like just putting some rubber on the road and, and getting started. And so I would, uh, for this one, I framed out a lot of stuff and a lot of times they would just be MIDI. It would just be sort of like, these aren't final instrumentation. This is, we might re-record this, you know, like do really some like cheesy MIDI guitars or something like that and just kind of really kind of get a vibe going. And then I'll kick it over to, to Trifon, who is really great at kind of like adding that special sonic element, that identity, taking it to this, you know, crazy place. But a lot of times it goes to this place that's like, you know, it'll be a two minute cue and I'll get back like 10 minutes of stems and with all these great ideas. And he knows that. And, And so then I'll sort of come back as the finisher and sort of give it some structure and polish. I also do all, uh, we do all our own mixing. So it comes back into Pro Tools and and I'll mix it and sort of give it a final polishing. Yeah, it's an iterative process. And I I think that actually makes it stronger because we can filter each other's work. Both of us, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, like he'll send me sometimes an initial idea. I'll be like, dude, what is this particular, you know, part or sound? And then I go and record a ton of instruments, do a ton of stuff and throw it back at him. And he's like, what is all this stuff? And then the end, like the back and forth filtered result ends up stronger than anything, you know, we do individually. So it's it's a it's a good workflow. thing is that we're not at all afraid to criticize each other and and I think that comes from also just being friends for a long time and you can be honest with each other and and we're also we're both very opinionated tough musical critics and then secondly we come from slightly different aesthetics and because of that clash we can discuss stuff frankly and and I think that that ends up working out well you know yeah I mean I think it's almost like uh, to be a composition team and and really get the most out of that uh, relationship we really just have to be able to say anything that we're thinking to each other I mean there's like stuff that I would comment to him that I probably wouldn't like make a comment to my wife you know it's like out of fear of uh, you know some sort of backlash but it's like I have no problem telling him like yeah man no way this is not gonna work we we do that all the time but it's it's fun to have that interaction be able to bounce things back and forth too I mean that I'll get stuck and I'll be like I I really need you to take a look at this I I just I've hit a plateau and vice versa where or sometimes Brian will be like I don't even know what to do with this. Just, you know, like add some things to this. And and I think that really helps. In the game, there are 
when you're not fighting in a tactical battle, you can sort of be in these two different kind of views uh, in two different states. So there's the time running where time is passing, and then there's a time paused kind of state. And there's a, what's called a ruler's view, where you're sort of looking over your world. And then there's a keep view, or the people's view, where you're kind of in one of the keeps and you're looking at your heroes. And uh, one of the sort of compositional challenges we had to tackle was how do we sort of thematically tie that together with music that kind of had a, a nice feel between going from these different sort of bigger rulers view over your whole world, zooming in to the keep view, and then starting and stopping this time moving so that it was this one liquid experience and and so what we actually did is we uh, the theme that we composed in this ruler's view you have this kind of like really open kind of stark instrumentation and with piano and and sound design and as you zoom into the keep view uh, we add sort of a new take on the theme with uh, violas that's this it's kind of warmer it's, it's, more, it's intimate, almost like yeah. indoors versus outdoors is what we were yeah. trying to describe with the way that we uh, sort of approached the instrumentation of the arrangement and they were able to implement it in a way that it's time synced so as you sort of as it cross fades in you sort of the the you know, the melody might be uh, taken over by sort of this sort of indoor uh, viola instrument in a seamless kind of way and the same is with this sort of the time pause time start we had to kind of figure out a way to musically describe time ramping up and then stopping when an event happened so we kind of had to do these unique stingers and sort of sweller kind of events piece that ruler's view i think it really turned out nice yeah ruler's yeah. view and, that's... and and the themes from that are also in this the main theme which is the time worn yeah uh, is what that one's called and i think that just the melody and and harmony in that really has a distinctive thing that we come back to uh in a couple of different pieces Thank you for listening to Top Score from Infinite Guest. You can learn more about Finishing Move, that's composers Brian Trifon and Brian White, online at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Mark Hintz. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. Follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese. 